Hey, podcast listeners, this is Dr. Hugh out there, and this is episode 10. And on episode 10, what we're going to be talking about is mitochondria part two and intermittent fasting. Yes, intermittent fasting. That's what we're going to be talking about. That's what the conversation is. And how the heck does intermittent fasting actually relate to your mitochondria? So if you haven't heard my other episode on mitochondria part one, you should go back and look at that. That is episode number two, I believe, on mitochondria and just a basic low down on mitochondria. So really quickly, if you didn't see, listen to that podcast, you literally have anywhere between 500 and 2000 mitochondria in each individual cell. So this is why mitochondria is very, very critical. Not only is it for energy production, it's for cell communication, and it's the powerhouse of the entire cell. So a little bit about my background here, and, and I just want to like reach out to people because who knows where where you are hearing this and if this if you've listened to my podcast before but really what got me into this healthcare profession is my dad died of medical errors if you're listening to this you probably have some experience with with medications or medical errors that have happened to you my dad died at 69 years old premature death died 420 pounds and on 14 medications and unfortunately he would never listen to his son I come from a traditional family ladies and gentlemen if you're out there the traditional family is what dad always knows everything and the son is always below him now i love my dad my dad taught me great ethics and it was a wonderful man but at the end of the day he died in the system he died in that system there i was on my way to i lost 80 pounds when i was 13 years old or no i was 14 years old and my nickname my first name being hugh they called me huge so i went up to the boundary waters i lost 10 pounds and i said hey i can do something with my life and within Six months, I lost 80 pounds, and that's really my journey out there, folks. So I hope you can relate to that, and I'm here to act as a guide, as to a support, and give you some information that can you can apply to your life, because it's all about application. We can listen to all the books. We can listen to the iPad, the iTunes, and read the books, but let's apply something in our life. So this is a very simple application that you can do, which is going to be intermittent fasting. So we're going to be talking about intermittent fasting and what is intermittent fasting and how does this relate to your mitochondria? So way back in the day, we just naturally did fasting. Now we're talking 100 years ago, 200, 300, 10,000 years ago, we did intermittent fasting. Why? Because we we were just forced to do intermittent fasting, right? So our bodies are actually accustomed to intermittent fasting. Our bodies like to do intermittent fasting. Our bodies love to do intermittent fasting because what happens when you do intermittent fasting, it kills your weak mitochondria. So what happens in your body is when you're intermittent fasting, you deplete your energy sources, right? Now, when you deplete your energy sources, the weak mitochondria, now remember, 5,000 to 2,000 mitochondria in each cell. So what happens when you do intermittent fasting is the weak mitochondria, the weak mitochondria that maybe they have poor cell membranes, maybe they have like poor DNA function in there. They're just not working on all cylinders. It would be like a mitochondria that has eight cylinders, but this mitochondria is only running on, let's say, six cylinders. So it has eight, but it's only running on six. It's weak. It's a weakling mitochondria, and your body can recognize that. And when your body recognizes that when intermittent fasting, those weak mitochondria just die. Those resources, because there's so many of them, the components, the protein in those weak mitochondria, once the mitochondria die, it's called called autophagy. Autophagy, right? So what happens is in autophagy is these other these other mitochondria, they come in and they kind of 
eat the old, weak mitochondria, right? That's just how the body works. So they're consuming resources. They're, they're, the weak ones are consuming energy and glucose and, and amino acids and fatty acids. They're using up resources, but the energy that they're producing is not very good quality. So if we put more faith, ladies and gentlemen, let's put more faith in our body's healing ability, the intelligence within our body. Like this is an intelligent mechanism. God designed us with an incredible healing mechanism that's very, very, very intelligent. And no medicine man will ever be able to know the intelligence that's in our body. So when it comes to the the the, the fasting, the intermittent fasting, when we're fasting, that's when these really weak cells, really these weak mitochondria really come to the forefront. And your body says, hey, this is a weak mitochondria. Let's do autophagy and let's get rid of this. Let's take this the the materials within those weak mitochondria, like the energy that's in the mitochondria, and we're going to use that energy, those resources, and put those resources in the good, healthy mitochondria and make the healthier mitochondria stronger. So the strong survive, the fittest survive. Now, what happens is I'm going to be 48 years old in 2021. And if you remember back in the day, I'm sure people remember this. It was in the 80s. What was the what, what, what was the 80s craze? The 80s craze was low fat. Remember that low fat and what did they replace it with? Sugar. Sugar, baby. But at the end of the day, fat makes everything taste good. So what do they do when they eliminate the fat? What do they do? They put sugar. Sugar, baby. They put sugar in all that stuff. Everybody here, you're just going to like put a smile on your face. Remember snack wells? Man, I remember snack wells. They're like, dude, this is sugar. Uh, this is fat free. I can have as much as I want. But what happens, man? What happens is when, when you eat, consume all these sugar products, okay? Your glucose goes up. Now, this, come, this is going to come back to fasting. Your glucose goes up. And a hormone called insulin goes up. And those bathe their cells in inflammation. They bathe their cells in inflammation. So what was the vice in the 80s and the 90s? And really, it's, it's only really turned maybe I'd say in the last 10 years where it's like good healthy fats. Let's do intermittent fasting. Like Jesus did intermittent fasting. Like He, he was fasting. He fasted, right? Because he just knew like that's what you did to keep your body healthy. So in the 80s and the 90s and, in, and even in the 2000s, they tell you to what? No fat. Fat's going to kill you. No, fat does not kill you. Fat is good. Good healthy fats is what you need. Now, bad fats, McDonald's, trans fats, all those things. Yeah, those things are bad, but good healthy fats are very, very, very good. So what was the advice back in the day? Six small meals per day. Do you remember that, ladies and gentlemen? Eat six small meals a day. When you do this, when you when you follow this methodology, which is totally broken, which the American Heart Association is still offering this advice, which is crazy and ridiculous, and they're sponsored by the food industry. That's where they get their money. It's like, where's the money coming from, man? Let me see the money, right? In natural health care, like, like I, I produce a lot of content. I'm not... I don't have billions of dollars by the food manufacturing companies to deliver this information. I'm sitting right here in my home office today on a Saturday delivering this information. Why? Because it needs to be known, man. People need to know this. You need to know this. Your friends need to know this. Your neighbor needs to know this, right? This is why I'm sitting in here doing this. And this is why I get so fired up. So small meals a day, bad, bad, bad. Why? Because when you eat any kind of carbohydrate meal besides fat that raises your sugar, 
levels, and that raises your insulin levels. Now, I want to talk a little bit slower here, just so you understand these two little hormones that we're going to be talking about. One is going to be the glucose, okay, and then the insulin really is the hormone. So the glucose is a, is the fuel source, and then insulin is what is produced to take that glucose that you just said you just had oatmeal. Right, I was just on a phone call yesterday with a with a great lady in uh, Lord loves oatmeal. Well, I did some labs on her and she's pre-diabetic, right? So this her cells are being bathed in glucose, bathed in insulin, and this causes inflammation, chronic inflammation. So here's what happens. You have oatmeal. Your glucose goes up. And then there's the hormone that's insulin. Like we've all heard about insulin. Insulin goes up. Insulin drives that sugar into the cell. Now, if your cells are bathed in insulin because you've had six meals a day and you've been eating sugar and complex carbohydrates and all that stuff, your cells like sitting here like, holy smoke, that, that that's too much sugar. Like, so it shuts down. Then you become insulin resistance. So the sugar can't get from the bloodstream into your cell. Okay. So this causes chronic inflammatory process. Imagine this, imagine the insulin being like shards of glass in your blood, sharring all your organs, sharring all your arteries. This is what happens when you have high sugar levels and high insulin levels. Now, I just had a couple labs come back this week, and the insulin, which tells us like how much how much is your pancreas working? The lab range, the lab range is like zero to twenty-five. It's like a massive, it's a massive range, right? Zero to twenty-five. Now, ideally, good healthy function should be around five. Both of these people. Right, both of these people were at sitting at 25. I mean, it should be five, and they're at 25. Right, so this is a huge lab range. That's their labs are sky high, but they thought that they were eating healthy. Well, what are you eating for breakfast? What are you eating for breakfast, Mrs. Jones? Well, I'm eating, I'm eating oatmeal and then a banana and then uh, and then orange juice. Like, whoa. Right. So when someone someone says that to me, I know they have a lot of education. There's a lot of things that we need to do to educate them to bring their understanding up so they really know what true health is. At the end of the day, like health isn't a destination. It's not like, hey, I've 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 arrived at the state capitol. Now I'm done. No, it's a journey. Health is a journey. Like I continue to educate myself every single day. Every single day I'm trying to learn something new. So if you look at your health, it's a journey. It's not a destination. Intermittent fasting. So what the heck is this? So a very simple plan is to do an 18-6. So what does that mean? That means that you fast for 18 hours and you eat in a six-hour window. So what do I do? I do a window at, I eat at noon and I eat at six. That's a really safe like program. Noon and then at six. And then for the morning, I have my Bulletproof coffee. So I don't consider that to be breaking my fast. You know, some like peers might say, oh, you can't have anything. That's not the camp that I'm not. I'm not an extremist on anything. I try and find like what's a workable situation, right? So I get up, I have my coffee, my Bulletproof coffee. I put lion's mane in it there. I'm going to have a little video on that here shortly. I'm going to put lion's mane in it. So I drink that and then I drink a lot of water and then I eat at noon and then I try and eat at six. So it's a six hour window. So I'm fasting for... 18.6. Now you can do longer fast. Like this is just something that I do every single day is this 18.6. Now what happens? What happens when you do intermittent fasting? What happens to your sugar levels? They go what? Down. Guess what happens? What happens with your insulin levels? They go down. Just intermittent fasting is an anti-inflammatory program. And your body loves, when you do intermittent fasting, your body produces a thing called ketones, like it's fuel source, right? We've all gone and you know you get behind the diesel truck and it's nasty and it's black and you're like, 
Like that stuff is that diesel fuel is nasty, right? You smell that stuff and you're like, this stuff is polluting the environment. That's why the polar caps are melting, man, because there's too many diesel trucks out there. Then you get behind like a Tesla, right? You get by a Tesla and there's no fuel at all. Well, I can't really use a Tesla. That might not be a good example. Let's get by, let's get car, maybe like a little Prius that uses gas. Then you use the real pure octane gas, right? So when it comes to the fuel sources in our body, using carbohydrates is literally like diesel fuel. Let me say, say that again. It's a diesel fuel, carbohydrates and glucose in your body. Now, the purest form and the cleanest form of energy is what we call ketones, which is basically from fatty acids. You've seen, oh, I take MCT oils for energy. That's the purest energy source that you can have in your body. And it's the easiest for those mitochondria to take in those tones and those fatty acids and start producing energy. So if we just switch from intermittent fasting, good healthy fats, very simple application that you can do, you're going to create your body to be a from a sugar burner to a fat burner. And then when you're in those fasting states, like when your insulin's really down and your glucose is really down, this is when your body goes and it really investigates all your mitochondria. And it looks at these mitochondria. It looks at these mitochondria and it says, hey, is that mitochondria healthy? If that's an eight cylinder truck, is it running on eight cylinders? And if it is, then it stays. If it's not, if it's, an, if, if it's only running on six cylinders, but it has eight. Your body just intuitively, the power that made the body heals the body, that just the, the, the healing intelligence sees that poor mitochondria and does autophagy. Autophagy takes it in, consumes it, and then uses those calories, those resources for energy. Eliminating some mitochondria, but the mitochondria that survive are stronger and you're vibrant. This is why when you do the intermittent fasting, you're benefiting your mitochondria and your mito the mitochondria, the, the weak ones are slowly starting to die off. So what's the moral of the story in this podcast is you just have to get into it, right? It's like, oh my goodness, it's like intermittent fasting. People think that they're going to die if they don't eat for 18 hours. That's not how God designed our body. Our bodies are designed to fast. So it's a mindset. Right, I get on the, a phone call with people, and I'm helping people with serious conditions. And a lot of the problem is just, it's just with the mindset between their ears. Okay, focus on healing. Focus on the good things. You, you're not going to die. You don't have cancer, those kind of things. Now, when it comes to a change of lifestyle, I don't consider this to be... Uh, intermittent fasting isn't a diet. It's a lifestyle. Like I'm going to do intermittent fasting forever. Why? Because I know the benefits. I'm going to tell my wife that I love her forever. Why? Because I know... I know the benefits, right? When you are up, just when you acknowledge something, like right? you know the benefits of these things. So there's a lot of things I'm going to do in life forever because I know the benefits of that little tidbit that I'm doing. You just need to get into the routine of intermittent fasting. Just start simple, 18-6, do the bulletproof coffee. And if you fall off the horse every once in a while, that's fine. Don't beat yourself up. We're all human beings. We're all on the journey of life. We're all on the journey of healing, man. That's just what life is all about. You know, at the end here, there's a lot of resources down below. If you like my podcast, give me a thumbs up, subscribe to my station, send me a review. There's a lot of content down below. You can reach me. You can schedule a phone call, a consult all over the world at this point. But at the end of the day, I'm here to act as your guide to guide you through the confusion. Because there's a lot of confusion out there what what is health and what is not health. And I just wish that someone spoke to my dad back in the day, right? Like he didn't listen to his son. He was a great, he was a great man, but no one sat him down and said, Wag, man, this is truth, man. 
This is where, this is truth. This is where health comes from, man. It doesn't come from these drugs that you're taking. It doesn't come from going to the doctor and doing a five-minute office call and getting on a blood pressure medication. That's not where true health comes from. It comes from education and some due diligence to work it and work it and work it. So every day I get up and I try and work my health, right? And of course, do I fall off the horse? I fall off the horse. I'm not a pierced. I'm not perfect by any means. Yesterday, I had a ice cream. Usually, I preserve, I let myself have an ice cream one time a week, which is on a Friday. So I go to Culver's and I get an ice cream. I get a Sunday, a small Sunday with extra hot fudge. And for some reason, the Culver's I go to, I always pay for extra hot fudge, but they never put extra hot fudge on it. And I specifically say, I want extra hot fudge. I'm going to pay for extra hot fudge, but it never gets on there. I don't know what happens with Culver's here in Rosemont, Minnesota, but they never put my paid amount for uh, hot fudge in there. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast out here and uh, take care. God bless and remember, where there is help, there is hope. Take care. Bye-bye.